Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your project. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi everybody, it's Marsha, and I'm back. I was off for a few weeks, but uh, here I am, back. Uh, I didn't finish my book as I said I was going to, but that's nothing new for me, so we'll get to that. And uh, I probably have confused my guests. Uh, It's going to be a fun show, but I went further on to their next series, (laughs) so I... I'm going to try to erase that from my mind. Piper will explain everything. She's my <laughs> co-host. And um, I, I'm hoping that Piper this will be on more, uh, but she'll be on in a second. Okay, I just wanted to talk about a few things. Okay, uh, I've been writing for a magazine for um, EYS, and it's uh, the Empowering Your Soul for Women. It's out of Australia. It's a beautiful magazine. But I do have a subject that I thought of, you know, she, the editor's really nice, and she lets me choose what top, you know, what kind of topics. And I do have one that I haven't really. I had a show actually. Elizabeth Black was on it when it was. Um, it was very good. It was on women that are larger, and uh, it was a really good show. But I am now going to do a story on that. So if you want to contact me and you want to be in the article or just want to be there so to answer some questions because I think it's important everybody's not a size 4 and so I think this would be a good article because this is worldwide the magazine is international uh we just talked about covid and I've had authors on and we've done breast cancer so I think this might be good because I think I've been I've been doing a lot of um things on Facebook, checking out things because um, I screwed up my Facebook page, which most of you know I probably have too many pages, and I knew this would happen eventually. I just don't feel like I can't figure it out. Facebook will not um, – I can't get anybody at Facebook. So if anybody has a number, just let me know because there is no phone number. I've tried Meta Business. So I'm we're going gonna, gonna to work that out, but if you can – Find me on Facebook because I'm still there in certain other pages. So let me know if you're interested in this or if you have a topic that you want to talk about because I think that uh, Jasmina, who is the editor, she's going to be doing more editions. It's digital. It's be- it's really a beautiful magazine. So let me know if you're interested in doing that topic or if you're looking at something else that I haven't thought of. So, all right, and now we will hear from Piper, and she will introduce our guests. Hi, Piper. It's a long time. I don't know when the last I time know. we did a it's show been together. far too long. Yes, far too <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, we've got to do something together. I know that. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. Okay. All right, tell everybody what we're here to do today because we're talking about a new anthology. Yes, we are. We're talking about an exciting anthology. 
It's called oh, okay. Rituals and Ruins, and it's a, a magical paranormal romance and urban fantasy. And there's 20-plus uh, authors involved with this. They're all fabulous individuals, and it's coming out on October 4th, but it's on pre-order now, and it's a very special low price of only 99 little pennies. So I saw that. Copies. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> And, and I've been trying to get a, uh, several guests on your show um, that are involved with the book to tell a little bit about their story, kind of what we're doing and what you know, the audience we're hoping to reach. So I have a couple of guests with us today. The first that is on is, she's kind of part of the dream team, I like to call them, from Naughty Nights Press, who is actually the publisher putting this on. Her name is C.D. Gorey. She's an author, and she is handling ooh, a huge number of tasks for the anthology. And trust me, there's lots of pieces, parts involved. So yeah. say hello. Hello, hello. everybody. <laughs> How are you? Hello. <laughs> hello. And our second you tell us, tell right us a little now. bit about yourself. Tell us about yourself yeah. a little bit. Oh, okay. So I'm C.D. Gorey. Um, I write paranormal romance and urban fantasy. I'm from New Jersey. What else? <laughs> um, like Piper said, uh, this whole uh, anthology series that we're doing with Naughty Nights Press, it's called the Charmed Magic Series, and you can search for our hashtag all over social media, hashtag Charmed Magic. And uh, it's a great collaboration. We have so many wonderful authors involved in these sets. This one in particular is on pre-order for just 99 cents. It's Rituals and Runes. And I'm really excited to be a part of this and to be able to work with all these wonderful authors and to be here with you today. So thank you for having us. Good. All right. I'm glad you're here. Okay. Our second guest right now, and we're hoping to have a third, and hopefully she'll pop on at some point. But our second is J.C. McKenzie. Hello, JC. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I saw you last night. Thank you so much for promoting the show. I wanted to say that. It's great. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I was surprised. I went on and went, oh, my God, here it is about me. <laughs> well, There's someone the face thought, talking right? about my show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself so then we can get into whatever you'd like to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is J.C. McKenzie, and I write urban fantasy and uh, fantasy romance predominantly. Um, and I live on Vancouver Island in Canada, and um, my story in the box set is called Embrace the Flame, and it follows a private investigator who it needs to help her friend who's just been accused of murder. Um, I'm also really just thankful and excited to be here. I've never done a call-in radio um, oh, show before. So okay, We've first been of many. <laughs> First of many. <laughs> okay, Piper, tell me a little bit about yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Well, There's I've a lot to tell. A There's a lot to tell. Yeah, I'll, try to, I'll try to, like, curtail it and whatever. I'm Piper Stone. <laughs> I write in a whole bunch of genres from dark mafia to paranormal to cowboy to military to pick something else. I've probably written about it. Um, I have well over, I had well over 300 books published, but right now I've got about 120 books published. Um, mostly I work with Stormy Night Publications. And um, let's see what else. I've had a radio show in the past. I live in Virginia with four adorable golden retrievers and sometimes my husband. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> He's always here. So 
Um, and I love to write, and I love doing these shows as well. So, And the anthology is fabulous. You should read some of the snippets. I've been lucky enough to, and they're just wonderful. Yeah, that's good. Okay, you know what? Um, Kara, I hope it's you that I let in on the show. Stick at you. Kara, is that you? It, yeah, that, it's totally me, and I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, good, good. You never know who, who it is. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> um, I, so I'm, I'm Kara North. Um, that is a pen name that I've had for probably 15-plus years now. Um, I'm actually uh, Tanya Nagel, and because I was teaching college and teach, you know, and writing, and the content that I write is, um, you know, pretty explicit, I wanted to make sure that I kept those identities separate, but you know, over the over the years, people have sort of loosened up to romance being a, an, an appropriate genre, I guess. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, so now I'm, it's all out there, but you know, I was not able to be Judy Bloom in the beginning, so I just have all these pen names. It's awesome, right? Right. You know, I think Piper, Piper will know this too. I mean, when I started out, I think it was 13 or 14 years ago. Um, I, we were all with Red River, and um, oh, yeah. so we, yeah, and, you know, there were a lot of people just starting in this genre, and uh, honestly, people, you know, I had everybody on my shows, and because I didn't think love is love and whatever it is, and so April, who was, the, she owned, you know, the, well, the network, and so we got to do a lot of shows that other people didn't, which is why I got to meet a lot of people that were writing this way. And Piper, you know that too, because that's, and people really, you know, didn't, I had a show one time and I had five people on the show and they all had different pen names and I had no idea who I was talking to because ever, you know, I knew them as one name because that's what happened. And it's still, and it's not good. Not getting better. Let's put it this way: it was okay, but now, you know, Amazon has changed, and we could probably talk a little bit about that because a lot of books aren't out there, you know, that were, and they're they're not real nice to uh, sexy writers, putting it that way. Which Piper can talk a little bit about that also. Yeah, they're not very nice, and and I think part of the problem is that we're getting a lot of that whole Big Brother thing with Amazon. And that is really scary to a lot of authors because they can pull your book at any time. They may give you a reason. Typically, they don't. Um, A lot of times with pre-orders, all of a sudden, all the pre-orders will disappear. And if you're trying to make a list, um, you know, like USA Today, then you have your hands full in a few days trying to get that going, and most of the time you can't. So it's almost like it's a little bit of a crapshoot as to... Um, if you're going to be successful with, you know, a new venture that you're trying. How did this group start of this anthology? Gina. Well, Gina. I, yeah, Gina. 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 She's the reason. <laughs> okay. And she's not here. But <laughs> I know. But, Yeah. I think we can all agree that Gina is uh, the Pied Piper, and yeah. she tempts us with these beautiful covers and these beautifully described anthologies and really gives us a chance to collaborate with authors that we admire yeah. and that, you know, 
it's just a it's a wonderful project to work on. But I would definitely say Gina Kincaid is the culprit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Gina, I hope you come on soon. I know. We were talking about this she before. Says she says where she is, won't. Yeah. Yeah. Gina swears, um, and you know how she is. Yep. Yes. <sighs> I, yeah. And we had some fun shows. Yeah, we did. And, I but, know. But, you know, she's the, look, at, she's still out there because, you know, let's be truthful because we, well, we all know this. You know, any of us have been doing this for a long time. A lot of the companies are gone. You know, oh, and, very much uh, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't, I, I mean. Marsha, I think that's worth mentioning um, about um, Gina. Um, yeah. Gina Kincaid, who has owned Naughty Nights Press for a very long time. I yeah. was one of the original authors. God, I don't even remember how many years ago it was now. Um, yeah. And it was in a sea of um, when Allure's Cave was still popular, and then you know yeah. they went downhill. Mm-hmm. And there was a flood of little, little uh, publishing companies, and I can pretty much attest to... Ninety-five percent of them are gone. Some just yeah. because they couldn't make it. Some after yeah. stealing yeah. money. You know, it's been all over the place. But uh, the one thing I'll say about Gina is, she is one of the most responsible, organized, honest, caring people. Yeah. And in yeah. this industry, that is very rare to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because honestly, yeah, because we, we've had a lot of shows in the past with her too, and you know, a lot of them are gone now. The other ones. You know, but because this is hard, you know, well, especially when you take doing an anthology, as you all know, this is a difficult thing. It's not just one person writing it. It's a lot of people. So you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. And oh, yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Piper, Piper, you, you were know, probably with the, a lot. I know Piper was with a lot of these people. easiest, right? <laughs> Which one? No, Ben. I think I think one of the cool things CD could probably talk about is uh, even better than I could is okay um, what it takes to get it organized to try to do this because as I right. said, there's so many running you know parts to this and people truly don't understand that it's not just a hey write a story we'll publish it and it's going right. to be all good. <laughs> right. No. Right. 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 Yeah, all right, CD, why don't you do that? Because a lot of people, I've had a lot of people here, you know, on the shows with different anthologies, but it is important to understand how this really works because a lot of you don't even know each other from before. Would I, am I right about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. Now, um, I've been working with Gina for only two years, so I feel kind of young, (laughs) like, so far as the group and who knows her. But uh, she's wonderful. I kind of, I call her my my fairy book mother because I have learned so much uh, working in her sets and publishing with her. Um, One of the things that is you know, very unique, I think, about Rituals and Runes in particular is we, uh, it's not the typical 20-some-odd books. I think we have 30. We have 30 mm-hmm. authors collaborating with this set to create, you know, unique, brand-new paranormal romance and urban fantasy stories. And even though that they are all basically uh, staying within those two genres, they're all very different. So yeah. the writing of them almost seems the easiest part <laughs> because including, you know, after the writing, you have all this wonderful teamwork where we all have to come together and reach our own audiences and try to breach new audiences to really see how special this set is. I mean, you're not going to see 
new books from any of these authors coming out at 99 cents anymore. It's just not something that's done, let alone a set with 30 of them. So the entire, like, marketing plan, because the whole thing is designed to get us, you know, of course, on a bestseller list, just so we could try to be seen. You know, indie authors have a... Is this limited? Is this a limited one, a limited edition? or This is a limited edition set. It will be out for six months, I believe, after it's published. But the 99-cent sale will only last through release week. So that price does go up. So you really want to get it, because in order to hit our goal, we need to have a certain number of sales by the end yeah. of release week. So it's, like, okay. crucial. And like you guys mentioned, yeah. you know, with Amazon losing pre-orders, and it's really mm-hmm. tough on us, on us Indians <laughs> to, to get there. See, I, you know, so that, that, I mean, that, that is really a strange thing to uh, even think about, that they're losing pre-orders. I mean, uh, this is an oh, organized company, and so why, how does that happen, though? I mean, you know, if you... If you're if it's a pre order, it should be well <laughs> logically and sensibly, I would think. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not sure if we will ever learn the actual, you know, behind the scenes of what goes yeah. on. Um I just had a pre order, I just had a new release yesterday and I lost a chunk of pre orders and I was told by someone in customer service at KDP that it was because of customers not updating credit card information. Now, I don't know how true that is. I'm not sure I believe that entirely because it would seem that well, it happens Well, because you know often. why, though? But, if, too many but they would know because if you put an order through, they would know right then that the order didn't go through or unless maybe, well, that, maybe it, that could happen well, it because does, it doesn't it go through until you. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it doesn't. It didn't go through until the book is physically, you know, able to be sent out. Maybe that could be oh, a problem. Yeah, you're not, you you are not charged. That is how they, they do it. You don't get charged. You, no, absolutely. Hey, so guys, I'm not sure that we'll ever know why. <laughs> yeah. Let me interrupt, yeah. Marcia. Let me interrupt for a second to say there's a okay. lot of reverb. If if one of you guys has your computer on and you're near it, put, turn your volume all the way down. Or yeah, it's, it's also possible. It could be from. Um, it's are you on anybody on a speakerphone? Because sometimes that does that. It's always for me mm-hmm. if it's the computer. Somebody's got a computer with the yeah, volume on. Yeah, you think on, so? Somebody. Yeah, okay. Is it still doing it? But, no. T- yeah, I uh, think it's CD okay. Talk. Okay. I think it's you. Yeah. It's me. I I think it was because I I could hear it when you were speaking, but. Let's see. All right. I don't hear right now. Am I? No. Wait, no, that's I'm talking right now. Clear. Yeah. 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 yeah that's mm-hmm. Better. Oh. Okay. I didn't Was do anything. Me? I didn't change anything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Look. Look. You know. But so I mean that. I guess that is possibility that that's what happens because I. You know. I. I think there's so many problems out there for people. I don't think. I think people. You know. Think you just write a book and it comes out and everything is perfect (laughs) nothing happens you know and i think we're all it doesn't matter you know if you're independently published if you're also with a group i mean it's just it's a very difficult time now and i think one of the things is is that i've tried to do and i i see this all over and i see it a lot on tiktok um that a lot of people just they need you know some support because to in order to stay in this business you just have to just keep going 
and hope for the best. You know, you can't, if you give up, I mean, it's not, I, I know everybody would like to make a million dollars, but that doesn't really happen. I mean, on occasion, somebody really does really well, but otherwise you really have to write and have a good time doing this because otherwise, you know, you're going to be upset and not ever write again. And I think I see a lot of people that, you know, when they're new, they're feeling insecure, which even if you're doing this a long time, if there's a sense of insecurity, will this book, will people like what you write? I think you're always going to have that, no matter how long you've been doing it. And if you don't, then mm, I'm not sure about you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think that after writing first. Yeah. Go ahead. I think that after writing for for so long, um, you you know, one of the things that we tend to forget or or like something that new authors don't necessarily know is that things like kind of come in waves. I mean, there was a time in the beginning where, you know, my royalties could pay a bill. There are times now that, you know, it gets me some chai at Starbucks, but that's it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've heard this from a lot of people. A lot of people say the same thing. Yeah, peaks and valleys. Yeah, Yeah. so it's like I'm going to keep writing. Things will come back around. But not only that, but it's like I, I have to write. It is it is like for my mental health and yeah, and the safety of people around me that I express myself in fiction. No, and I, and I think that's a good thing, and you know. So, but I also think you know, uh, which is one of the reasons I have you know a lot of different shows, you know, different authors on, because I do think that people need to expose themselves to other types of literature, and even you know, even with horror, well, you know, I sometimes don't even when I have horror shows, and they are great authors. I love them. They've been on my shows a lot of horror writers for years and years, and but people, as soon as I say horror. They don't. They go like, oh, I don't want to read horror, and that's and they have read their books online, and and they're really a, a great group of people. But people are kind of hesitant to read horror, and the same thing with erotic and real sexy stories. Uh, does anybody want to talk a little bit about why you think that is? Why people aren't, you know, they just don't want to open their mind to I, other types I can of living. Say- Okay. I, I could certainly say for this is Kara, so I will take complete responsibility for it. I think okay. that my mind might be too open um, because I can read a lot of things, but if something is going to scare me, like I live in a cabin in the woods, you know, yeah. like my suspension of disbelief could really get the best of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. You know, I'll tell you something. I did a show with somebody, and he's a very well-known author, and honestly, and I never forgot this, because he was doing the show from the woods, okay? And every time I think of him now, he was sitting in the car because he didn't have, um, you know, good – he just – I think he was like in a mountaineer or somewhere, and – Every time I think of him now, about you know, I knew his reception wasn't good, but I keep thinking of him in the car whenever I think of him in a dark, secluded, like forest type thing, and you know, and he does write horror, and so it just in my mind every time I think of him, I it's a scary type of thing. So I get that what you're saying is that the imagination does run wild, and and I you know. love you know. I love all the authors, and I will buy their books, and I will give them to people who can read it. 
And I can read, like, light, you know, or I can watch yeah. something during the daytime when I can still watch something else afterwards. <laughs> <But> <laughs> right. I, well, yeah, it could be scary, yeah, because a lot, a lot of times it is scary, you know. But a lot of times the writing is really, really good, you know, and it's really a good story that they're saying. And it doesn't really, you know, not everything is gory that they're writing. So, I, you know, that's why even with erotic, you know, Piper, I know you can go talk about this a little, because what what do you think it is that scares people from just reading these books? Well, I think what happens is is that everybody gets caught in their favorite genre, and they that's what they want to read. And just as many people who say, oh, I can't or I will never read horror, or, or like you had mentioned, or the same, or different ones are doing the same thing in reverse saying romance, it's not a real book. So yeah. I I think that people just, if they don't know or understand something, they're not going to try it, and sadly a lot of people make fun of it. And we know, yeah. and I, I, I think I can attest to that, and maybe, J.C., you can kind of comment on this, is, you know, people don't understand something, and they get really terrified, and so they just follow a trend, and and yeah. it happens a lot in the publishing world. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I we're in competition. I mean, There's so many people. I mean, let's just face. It, look how that's one of the reasons that also that uh, finances aren't the same. You know, you don't make as much money a lot of times because there are so many authors. And unfortunately, if you get in a genre or or if you put some uh, something with Amazon, I do, when they are the categories and the genres, they're really not great a lot of times. And I think that that's the problem. And all of us know this, but the reader, they might be misled sometimes by what a book is. And they then they that's when they leave a bad review for somebody that they shouldn't have even probably read the book. Well, and that's and I, kind of sad. And I think that's a, that's a good point on, on two levels. One is, uh, take for example an anthology, and ours is a good example because there's lots of I guess you could almost call it horror, depending on which uh, book you're talking about. You know, my book's probably a little darker than a lot of them that are on there because my vampire is a mafia guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets to kill you in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I really like yeah. that. I, that's yeah. that's me. But, you know, you can't put a disclaimer on the front that says, if you don't like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, you know, you can't. You can only try to put something on there if you have triggers that or if you're bothered by, then please don't buy this book. Guess what happens? Nobody reads that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's so very... wonderful about these sets, though, is that you can try different authors, you know, for a severely discounted, yes. you know, price. And then, if you know, hopefully what happens is, you fall in love with somebody's yeah. writing yeah. and you go and yeah. check out their whole catalog. Like that's what we're hoping for and that's what we're building for when we do collaborations like this. And I think right. it's a wonderful right. opportunity for the authors and the readers. Yeah, they get right, to try. Because, right. They don't want to yeah. try. And look, when books are 99 cents, two ninety nine. I mean, you know, it's really very sad, I think, that this is all writers make from this because – it, it takes so much work to do a story, a book, a novella, 
But and I think it's really you know, and everybody wants it for free. And all the work that goes into this, you know, somebody was on my show years ago, and I never, I, I've repeated this many times. They go if they go to a Starbucks or whatever for a cup of coffee, it could be five dollars, and they don't even want to spend ninety nine cents on a book that somebody has worked on, and you know, really cared about. So I think that's that's the problem now for authors. And so, how much could you possibly make when the book is ninety nine cents? Mm, I don't, I don't, don't know that it's about the the funding for for that though like i i mean i know for me that i didn't i never join a set for for i guess like financial gain if if right. i make money off right. of it if i can you right. know kind of yeah. make my buy-in back or whatever i think that's amazing but for me it is it is what you said earlier it's exposure it is about potentially yeah. one more reader reading my book and then going to buy my other books or following that series on to, you know, to the next one. It it has to be a, a labor of love in those elements yeah. because I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, with 30 authors at 99 cents, when that breaks down, minus the, you know, because Amazon and everyone's going to get their cut before, before right. she, she can even distribute that to us. Like, it, right. it has to be... It has to be because we want readers. Now, on your other books, do are you all on Kindle? Like, I go back and forth. I'm on Kindle Unlimited, and I take my books off, and then I go on Smashwords, and I go on Draft 2, digital, you know, digital. And, and, you know, do you put all your books? How do you feel about that? Anybody want to take that? However they, you know. Um, I can, I can, I've got uh, half of my books, half my catalog is on KU, and then half isn't i i kind of do with the exact same thing i flip back and forth between yeah. having them just on ku and um in that exclusivity and then half not i get kind of scared with uh ku because there's so many scams uh with people like paying um pay those farms that like click through your book and then i got a threat from amazon to shut down my whole account because one of my books has been pirated so much that it's readily available. They found it readily available on the internet, and of course, with Ku, you have to be unlimited. Yeah, but you, the, you know, but exclusive. that's really not your fault. That's not a person's oh, fault. Totally and see, that's care. one of the things. Prove, yeah, because you're on care. books a million, and sometimes you look at a yep. site and you go, "What am I doing on there? How did I get there? I yep. didn't put myself on there, and I'm certainly not getting money from that." Yeah, they don't care. They they gave me ten days to prove that I had the copyright, and luckily, me just sending an email saying, "Yeah, yeah, I own the copyright. I didn't approve of these books on the site." Um, yeah, that's uh, it. Served them a takedown, yeah. and they luckily were happy with that. But there's other people who have had their accounts completely taken down because of it so KU makes me nervous because of course that's a specifically KU issue if I wasn't in Kindle Unlimited and didn't promise to be exclusive these pirated versions of my books wouldn't make a deal so I kind of I split it half and half because I'm just kind of I'm still nervous about that that was a like even even sometimes you'll probably look and see like Walmart might have a book but they're not really having it they just take everything from Amazon and put it on you know their site but it has nothing to do with the author doing this. We don't do it. Uh, they have to have the right to post it on a Walmart. Would it, you would have to do the um, ex- expanded distribution, um, but they yeah. they wouldn't post it unless you had it on expanded uh, through the KDP interface. Or I think Draft to Digital now um, posts it to Walmart as well now, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, because Draft2 Digital, right, they are also, they, they're, they're in with Smashwords now. They they are together mm-hmm. now. So I, I, nobody seems to know how that will work now, you know. The format well, of some of the pictures were different. Go ahead. Which one? I'm sorry. No. Well, uh, no. If you are a wide author, which um, I'm all wide now, um, mm-hmm. except the odd books that will, if it's published with a small publisher, like uh, – my NNP book, sometimes Gina does cycle them in and out of KU, but I've uh, left KU uh, for a bunch of reasons. But anyway, if you are a wide author and you publish to Kobo, Kobo and Walmart are, like, mm-hmm. they work together. So anything you have yeah. to Kobo yeah. will be uh, available at Walmart. Yeah. And for print books, if you use Ingram Spark or draft to digital it'll show up on Walmart's website also. But, I mean, yeah. it's very rare that they would have anything in their store, you know. Nothing is physically yeah. there unless, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or Roberts or something, which who doesn't want to be that? Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah. It, it is very, you know, there's so many moving parts to this. You know? I mean, there really is. You know, you write well, a story and you really don't know sometimes what's happening because there is a lot going on out there. And Amazon does not like when you're at other places, if you're on, you know, the Kindle Unlimited. And, you know, they have, the good thing is the free books you can do, but then, you know, your numbers go up, everything looks wonderful on that day, and then after that, it's over. <laughs> it's kind of a letdown for people that don't know that. You know, all of a sudden you're it's been a book- slow, Yeah, it's been a slow climb, you know, going wide and taking, because I was predominantly um, KU two years ago. Yeah. But as I took things down and went wide, you know, I've been able to build um, a readership that has been steady, and it's a little slow going. But, you know, what's great about these wide readers is that they do buy books. You know, I think there's a huge misconception and misunderstanding that Kindle books, when they're in KU, are free. And they're not free. It's a subscription mm-hmm. that you pay for. <laughs> Exactly. Really, it's it's the terminology because I've had readers be very angry with me and leave me terrible reviews once a book was out of KU that, oh, this used to be free. And no, it was not free. You paid through Kindle Unlimited They left you bad reviews because of that? Oh, that's Oh, absolutely. And And they'll leave you bad reviews because you're not in it. Exactly. I I had books... Book three that came out in the trilogy was not in KU, and this was the publisher's decision. And I had, I don't know, maybe three one-star reviews, all of them saying they refused to buy it because the other two books were free. And they won't even read it. And, you know, I, I went to Amazon, and I said, you know, these people didn't read the book. Why, why are they allowed to review? And they said it didn't go against their guidelines, and they left the negative reviews up, which bummed me out. But, you know, what are you going to do? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, how do you, uh, so now is everybody promoting the books now their own way? Is that basically what's happening with this series, um, you know, the anthology? Okay, so with the, with the set, well, we have a very, um, we sort of have a whole schedule where everyone in the anthology is responsible for a certain amount of promotion uh, uh-huh. through their social media, through their um newsletters, and just anywhere they are able to reach readers and their audience. You know, part of this is like we are pooling our readership in order to hit that list. And uh, then we do shows like this, and, you know, there are also behind-the-scenes ads and things that Gina runs. You know, she's the uh, she's the fairy yeah. book mother and the guru, so she knows all of that. But uh, it, it's really a wonderful thing, I think, when authors can come together and share each other's readers because, you know, readers read. 
you know, <laughs> they read yes. them. They're not just waiting for you to write like they want to read other authors. So if you can introduce them to authors they like, you know, they stick around and they come back. So cross-promotion right. is really important, I think, for indie authors. And I think that's, I think it's a real good point, too, because there there seems to be so much competition in what we do, and I'm not just talking yeah. about in general. I'm talking yeah. about people have made it a competition, and to me it's, no, you know, come into my group and promote your book, of course, because, you know, they're not going to read just me. You know, they're yeah, going it's not, to a, read it's not actually a competition. It's, it's not, and I think that's the biggest misconception that people have about authors is that, right. you know, I only have, I have 22 books out, but once you've read them, like, what, you, you're just going to wait? you know, a year for my next book to come out, you're going to read other things, right? Um, well, right, are, yeah. You know, there is a up with there. Yeah. yeah, you know, right. And, and that's the know, thing, you are writing other things. And so, you know, mm-hmm. that's one of the problems. You know, like I have started, you know, even on some of my pages, I just say, you know, just put your book, you know, you can advertise them on my site, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the page. And I think a lot of groups, you know, it's to me, like, you know, I think if you go on a group and they say you can't post this, you can't post that. I don't know. I tried something today. I'll see if it, uh, if they kept it in or not because some of these groups, you know, if I put something in for my show, it's about authors and books. So I don't get it when they go, oh, this isn't right. We have to get rid of you. And I'm thinking, why? Because this is helping other authors, and there's a lot of authors mm-hmm. in a lot of groups that need help. You know, and they could listen to yeah. the shows. So if they don't know about it, how are they going to know about it? So, you know, and because years ago, Facebook was very different because uh, I know that, Piper, you'll know this too. When we had, we were in Red River, I sometimes would say, oh, my God, every minute she's promoting. <laughs> she was right, April. But that's how you get people, you know, to, there weren't a lot of things. At that time, it was very different. But now... They if they don't share. You're not sharing. So if people don't want to share, how is it going to get out there? That's the thing. And I don't know the answer to that because that's why I tend to have a lot of pages because I don't know. I have a lot of different people on different pages. So that's what happened why I got a little screwed up here because I was canceling one. But I think now because they've changed a lot over the years, you can't. They have it different now. I think there's a whole new setup. Does anybody want to talk about what, how confusing it is out there? Because nobody's seen, I'm admitting it's confusing. Some people go, oh, yeah. And it is They don't know what they're talking about. But and I'm admitting it. It does get confusing for people. You're talking which Facebook? Which is their profile mostly? page. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they did recently change it. Again. Yes. And it'll again. happen again. <laughs> and I'm just trying you to know, stay and, relevant because <laughs> I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, well, but I think they have a, a – the problem is they can't take the time to really try and tell you. You've got to try to go through their help cycle and figure it out yourself. They just can't. Mm-hmm. You know, they're too big of yeah. a machine to be able to do that. But, right. yes, it does – it can be confusing, so don't feel like it's only you. Right, and, you know, but the fact is – If you've had old pages, like if you've been doing this for 15 years and you have old pages and never really got to fix them, then they're out there somewhere. Because I found stuff of my own that I go, when is that from? And I saw people's names that I haven't seen in 10 years. 
So somewhere by looking at all, I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, maneuver this to make it right, which I can't after a month. And so, but I'm finding different names that I knew from 10, 12 years ago. They're showing up. And I'm thinking, where did they come from? Okay, And they came from somewhere. So that's why, you know, some of the things we may not even remember, like, I don't know, Piper, you've probably changed a lot of different things over these years because you've had different names, you know. So you might have oh, yeah. things out there, too, you don't even know. You know, it's because they're from different people that you knew in a different, you know, way that we might not oh, realize. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So what do you do? And, and, and I think that's um, – <laughs> you just have to try to, to take the time to keep – track of what's going on and then if it's not relevant get rid of it yeah and I, that's the thing I, I, mean, I, that's, I find it hard to get rid of because i go like oh if i take that off then i'm taking out all these people you know so that's what happened to me so then i leave them and i that that's why i'm yeah, posting everywhere now that's hard and i think that's a lot of people that have a lot of different names pen names they use yeah i think that yeah. really can make it very very <laughs> right. difficult for them <laughs> right Forget it. Okay. You know, I've done yeah. it. Been there, done that. Got the That's probably I'm also why way off. Like we have all yeah. these new it, really popping up, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've opened up different um, things. You're, because we didn't have all these yeah. things with the settings. You know, we had some, but there's so many questions. By the time I go down, I'm going like, what are they talking about? I have no idea. So then I have to go on and look and go, what does that mean? Because they have, if you really look at these things, they don't mean anything. You know, it, it, they, they're asking for you to check something. You don't even know what they're doing with it. So I think it is confusing. So, you know, that's, I, I don't know. I have a lot of marketing shows, so I guess, you know, uh, I'm just admitting that it's too insane for me. That's why, you know, if you go on something like, okay, TikTok, like, okay, JC, you want to talk about that a little? Mm-hmm. Because TikTok, sure. I like it, which I didn't think I would, because I'm just on it. We're in the books. But people that Mm -hmm. are writing, there's so many little different tips that you may not know. I mean, even though I've been doing this for 20 years, sometimes I'll read, somebody will say something, I go, hmm, good idea. So you want to take that a little because I think that's important to marketing our stories. Oh, yeah. So, like, just uh, some tips for for TikTok? Is that what you mean? Yeah, whatever you, how you, why you like it there. For people. Oh, um, well, I like it there because it does have a huge marketing potential. Like you do see these um, authors who get one viral video, and that's all it takes, like million views on their video, and they just start making a lot of uh, progress with getting their book in front of readers. And the fact that it is it is free, I think some people need to be careful. I've seen a lot of videos do. Um, really well that are these book aesthetic videos where they show like 20 pictures that are their book aesthetic, but they're not actually using um, images that they have actually paid for the use of. So I, I wonder sometimes about the legalities of these, like if you have one of those go viral and then someone owns that image, you're opening yourself up to huge issues in litigation. And it's like, you know, you can still make book aesthetic videos just, go to deposit photos or somewhere and, and pay for pay for the rights to use those photos um, or those images and those pictures. And um, yeah. so I think there's, there's some gray water there and, and like, or gray areas there about yeah. 
you know, image use and also music use. Like I'm not even, I'm not even clear about that. Like if you can use some of the music to promote your videos, like to, so to well, talk you know why you, it's probably, there's a very short, it's, they're very short. It's not, yeah, I think the there's seven, a certain yeah. amount of minutes you have, or maybe just even one, you know, of, of just to put on some of the lyrics. So if you go over that, then that's bad. But if you just have a, a you know, even on YouTube, I think if you just have a, you know, not the whole thing on, it, it's probably not but, anything that needs yeah. to be litigated, you know, because they don't, there's a, it's a very short song, you know, they keep, it well, plays exactly. it over it's and over seven seconds. It's yeah, yeah, it's, it's seven yeah. seconds is a really good time, I find, for the yeah. videos that I've got, and I, I kind of wonder about my attention span, because when I'm going through TikTok now, if the video goes too long, I'm like, yeah, next. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm finding myself falling down this rabbit hole of watching video after video, and yeah. and there's, like, other things, like, going on behind the scenes with the algorithm. So TikTok constantly changes their algorithm. So what worked yeah. last week won't work this week. Um, right. If you like and watch too many videos that have nothing to do with book talk, like, I found myself on horse talk, and I don't own a horse. I, I've <laughs> ridden on them occasionally right. at a fair. I love mm. horses. They're yeah. majestic yeah. animals, and I love them. But I, I, so these videos pop up, and I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen to this horse? And I'll watch it. I'm like, oh, this horse. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it starts showing me, like, countless of horse videos, which is great. But then all of a sudden, my book videos get less and less views because I'm now putting myself into the horse I know, that's right, so right, I know. I almost have to have a second a TikTok account just for, like, watching other things that have nothing yeah. to do with books. And then on my book talk account, yeah. all I watch is book talk videos, all I interact with, like liking, commenting, sharing, tagging, flagging, all that stuff has to be just book talk videos because that yeah. means my videos, will inherently be seen more by the book talk community. And so there's things like that, like I didn't know at first, but I've kind of stumbled myself around and have figured that out over the time. But the, the Yeah, I think that's why there's be, Twitter, you know, there's still Twitter yeah. and there's, you know, a lot of things. But in reality, I think, you know, this is what I've always used. I was a literary agent for years and from the guild, mm -hmm. but I always tell people if you think you might have a problem, then you might have don't a problem. It. So don't do yeah. it. <laughs> do not do it. Because you don't need a, a, a lawsuit. So, you know, Pinterest no. was, like Pinterest is also a good place to be on now. It's a lot different. They have analytics. It's it's a lot better than it was, you know, years ago. But years ago, you could be thrown off of Pinterest if you posted something that wasn't you weren't supposed to. And they meant business. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. Now I think you can, I don't know, it's it's really true, though, because when you're on Facebook and you're on all these things, which things can you share and use? I don't think people know because it's hard to. How do you know, you know, what yeah, you like can where, and can't do? Can make a can make a, an aesthetic video about a book because they're not financially yeah. gaining from the book making the sale. So I just, if there is anyone listening who is um, an, an aspiring author or is an author who uses TikTok to promo, just be careful with the, the yeah. photos you use and make sure that you have the rights to use them yeah. for a promotional. I, I think all of this is, thing. that's the only you know, reason I right. it because I keep seeing these yeah. videos. And I feel, I'm like, oh, okay. they're, they're going to get in trouble. Uh. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, because I do think, you know, you never know, like even with myself when I, I, I was on Pinterest and, one of, you know, one of my accounts was deactivated and it took me forever. I, I got that now because I don't know when it was deactivated, probably 20, 10, 15 years ago. And so finally... Yeah, I just looked at them because I was looking around for things. I realized, oh, so then, you know, then you have to verify it and this and that. So but mainly what I think now, my advice is just write. <laughs> write. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about how much time you actually spend on these things, it's hours. And it's probably better to just write. You know, <laughs> after all of this, all we have to do. <laughs> yeah, I really I know. do. I wish we so could. So that's you know, I know that's what you know. So I think yeah, I, I do think that's my advice to people is write more. You know, and I know mm-hmm. I, I could I could feel Piper. Go ahead, Piper. What you know you're going to say something because that's what you do. <laughs> you just write. I know you well enough to know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be the I know. TikTok queen wearing the crown, and I'm not going to yeah, be, but, you know, doing yeah. stupid little th- I'm just not. I'm going to sit yeah. and I'm going to write, and that's made me very, very successful to a point, but your success is only as good as what you put out the next time, meaning yeah. write. Just right, right, that's right. I knew, I knew you wanted to say that, right, because I know, because I do know that my, I, you know, I found myself being just like everybody else, you know. I'm curious as to what's going on, and I like to try things, because when I'm talking on the show, I want to know, like, what I'm talking about, you know, and so if I'm on it, you know, and then a lot of times I do try a lot of things, which is why I got into the shape of getting screwed up, because I do try a lot of things, but I want to talk about it for people, because, you know, when they come on, we're always talking about different things. Kara, uh, you're back on. You were off, right? Did I? Yes, I'm, I'm back. Okay, right. I, yeah, you're back on. No, you're no, back no, on. No. So does and do either of anybody want to ask each other questions, or do you have a question to ask, uh, you know, Piper or myself or any of the, you know, you know, CD or JC? Anybody have a question for any of each other? <laughs> Because you probably haven't talked. Have you all talked to each other before, or not really? Uh, not so I mean, much speaking, just you know, messaging. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Lots of in our group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think because I think we all get in our own worlds, and you know, you just if you can if you stay on Facebook a lot, or you stay on TikTok a lot, or you stay on whatever a lot. Guess what you don't do? Right. Right. Right, and they do have TikToks for that because they do. You know, I just happen to be looking around to see if I wanted to be in it. But I mean, honestly, they do say that. They go, "What are you doing on here? You should be writing." <laughs> then you say, "You're right. What should? What am I doing on here?" You know. But uh, <laughs> it's true. But you know, oh, yeah, that's it's true. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, that's the rabbit hole of social media. You know, it's the yeah. danger yeah, it is for all it of is. us. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, you know, at the end so, of the day, yeah. I think we all love writing, right? I mean, all of you love writing. So I think that's Absolutely. basically, yeah, and that's really, and it's nice when you have anthologies that you work together and then you meet different people in a different way, you know. And like you said before, you're meeting other authors and you're reading other authors, which is a good thing. Hey, can I jump in for a second and say something? Absolutely. I just want to go make, right ahead. I want to make sure that that our listeners know what we're talking about. Mostly, we're talking about we're all grouped together doing a fabulous anthology called Rituals and Ruins, 
And it is right now for a wonderful price of only 99 little pennies. You've got about 30 authors who are involved in this. It's on pre-release now. It's coming out October 4th. Um, but it, that price is only going to be special for just a little while longer, so you need to grab a copy. Now, what is it about? Well, it's about witches, wizards, shifters, vampires, demons, devils, and any other mythical creature you can think of. They're going to prowl the pages of the limited edition collection, and they're going to give you a lot of fabulous sizzling, sizzling tales to sink your teeth into. So... Any of you other ladies want to talk about what your story is about before we get off today? Yep. I didn't know if you wanted to read because, you know, you didn't mention that. Because sometimes, you know, and if you want for the next time, if you want them to read the stories, people, you know, they're authors. I'm fine with that, you know, if people want to read a little bit about the book, you know, because I think that's a good thing also. So if you want to, you know, prepare maybe for the next, because you're going to be on the 29th, right? And if any of you would, you know, want to join also and come in on the 29th and read a little, you know, I think that's valuable, you know, when mm-hmm. authors read. If they want to, though, I, you know, it. some authors don't want to read. So that's why I don't ask. But I think years ago when we did shows, a lot of times people did read. But how does anybody feel about that if they would like to read anything or come on again on the tw- you know and read? Well, what do you think, Piper? Well, you can try that. one of the nice things is um, we're doing many different things. So there's like some YouTube situations where people uh, either they're reading or people are reading it for them. Um, a couple other programs. So you know, some people are going to be comfortable. And some people aren't going to be comfortable with that. Are you? Uh, do you have YouTube's? Do you have a YouTube for the, some of this? I know there's some out there. Well, you know, if somebody, you know, if anybody wants to send me the YouTube's from the book, I'll be happy to put it on the show page that, today. You know, I'll add it. Um, you know, I can just search for that. I know we had one of our authors was doing some readings on YouTube, as, and I yeah. will send you the link. So thank you very much yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, I'll put that on. Um, right, because these, you know, the, the show is all over the place, and it stays forever. And it, then it goes on, you know, and iTunes, and it's all over, you know. So if you want, I'm happy to post those. Because I think it's it's not, you know, when you hear the people, to, you know, I don't particularly love reading, but people that do like to read, <laughs> you know, uh, I, on the show. That's how I started. That was my first show I had to do. I was a wreck, you know. I, I don't know, Piper, did you, you did you start that way I, with April? We had to read. I read a little. And I was a wreck, total wreck. And I said, <laughs> I never doing this again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I, did, I went like, oh, I don't think I can ever do this again. And that was 13 years ago. But I cause a lot of people, I don't like to make them, you know, to feel that they have to read, you know, um, and but that's why I'm happy to put those on there because if there are re- you know I think I that's another thing that's a really YouTube is a really good way to advertise. Okay. Does anybody want to talk about that a little advertising on YouTube because that's a good I mean that's very smart you know I I'm going to try to do some of this on my shows on there too. Go ahead. Hi, this is Kara. I saw I I can I jump back to like the last question where we were, um, yeah, where we were just kind of going to give a quick brief of like what what our books are about. So yeah, mine definitely. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Wine's Beast of Magic. Um, it has a brand new witch, and she doesn't really know what she's doing when it comes to uh, spell casting. So she just thinks that she's reading, but she's reading from a grimoire. So she ends up calling for, you know, like her fated mate, but she's actually got two because it's like her, you know, the two people that she has like deeply loved in her life. Neither one of them want to be with her. Um, so it's, it's a whole, you know, thing um, to get them together. And once they get together, it's like, all right. But then she finds, like, this gem, which also calls out to a mate, which will be in, like, the next um, set, like the next collection, um, because, you know, it's a, it's a reverse harem. Um, so it's, it's that's what... That's what mine is. It's it's kind of funny. It's kind of um, angsty, but at, you know, at the end of the day, they they have a happily ever after. That's a good thing. We like happily ever after. JC, what is yours? JC, you wanted to say a little oh, bit oh, about yours? Yeah, sure. I mentioned it at the very um, at the beginning a bit, but um, it's about a private investigator and. She finds out that her one of her best friends has been accused of murdering her significant other. So she kind of drops everything she's dealing with at the moment, which is a significant amount of stuff, and uh, tries to solve the murder while she's also kind of trying to resolve her own particular situation. And um, she has – this is a, a new story in a world that I've already – established with another series uh, called the Raven Crawford series. And it's her younger sister, Raven's younger sister that this story is about. And um, Junie, who's the main character in this story, she has just literally made this huge mistake and she's involved herself with the Fae in a way that she might not be able to get out of it. So that's where the book starts. She's just made this huge mistake. She's uh, agreed to a deal that she can't get out of at the moment. And so in addition to trying to solve her friend's, um, the murder investigation to get her friend off the hook for a murder, which she didn't commit, she's also having to deal with this intricate um, mess that she's made with the Fae. And that's what my story's about. Okay. CD, what about you? Mm-hmm. So my book is in collaboration with Gina. Um, it's book two in a series we started with a uh, prior Charmed Magic box set. Um, the name is Air Witch, and it's book two in the Westwood, uh, Witches of Westwood Academy. So it's an Academy Witch series, uh, more urban fantasy, but there is romance. Uh, this book centers on the witch Maya. And she's part of a circle of friends who are at this magical school that exists in the contemporary world, but they are secret. You know, humans don't know about magic. But it's more like her her own journey within the school year. She has to sort of uh, kind of, it's kind of horrible, actually. <laughs> her Her father is after, like, her magic. And she has to find a way to stop him from taking it, but at the same time she wants to excel and do well in her studies. And there is one particular mage who is a professor's apprentice who is kind of a hard-ass when it comes to grading her. So she's got all this, like, turmoil and stuff going on, and she really has to discover a way to come into herself and to keep her magic and to get, you know, her grades where she wants them to be so that she has a future as a witch. 
and uh, it's uh, in her elemental coven. This is uh, all about elemental magic. So this is Air Witch, and you will get it in the Rituals and Runes box set for just 99 cents, but only for a little time. Piper? Uh, mine's called Dark Rain. Uh, a few years ago, a vampire, or a, um, I'm sorry, a few years ago, a, a mafia huh. guy who <clears throat> killed the wrong folks was, a spell was put on him by a very powerful witch. He was turned into a vampire. The only way that the curse can be taken off is by the granddaughter who has absolutely no clue that she is a very powerful witch herself. So him being the great mafia guy, he ends up, when she comes back to town after her parents moved her away for a very long time, um, he takes her. He abducts her and seduces her and puts her under his kind of spell, so to speak, to try to convince her or force her to uh, turn him back. But, of course, as you can imagine, some things happen that prevent it at least right away. Do they have HEA? Well, of course. She does fall in love with him. But is it magic or is it real? Mm. Okay, we got that. So does anybody, you know, I know we, I, have, I have time a little if anybody wants to keep going for a little bit, but when people are out there listening, can somebody want to talk about the fact of how you really get to the place where your imagination just really takes over and allows you to do this type of story? Does anybody have an answer to that? Or in case people are listening, because they're, you know, because people say they, oh, they can't write this, but they can, right? What do they need to do? I mean, how do they need to get into the space that you're in right now? I think they can find I think it. They all, really want to go to sleep. music or, yep, true. Music. It happens to me in my sleep, and it happens with music. It happens with movies. All of a sudden, something will go, oh. Oh my God! I got to write that down. Yeah, yes, I have that too. Time. That's what happens to me. I got little notes everywhere. Yeah, because if you don't write it down, you won't remember it. And thank you for iPhones. I love my little yeah. note app because me I use too. it all I know. the time. <laughs> I know. You're right. I know. You know, and that is true though because it does. You know, sometimes you just. By watching other things or even reading other books, or listen, I listen to a lot of audio books, all of a sudden then I just put it, you know, on st- I halt it for a minute, and then I go write a whole scene of something that has nothing to do with what I just read, you know, was listening to, but it it made me think of something, of my book. Well, yeah, you get so inspiration. Of, yeah. One of the things that I would tell my creative writing students when I was, you know, teaching um, teaching the classes and, and people would kind of, you know, ask that it is that you that's where sometimes having a pit name um, gives you permission to go back to that point where you had all that imagination as a child and you had no judgment or restrictions and because we put all that on ourselves yes. as adults and, and in order to do something we have to you know, you, you've got to kind of undo all that and, and allow yourself to have fun. Even if you're writing yeah. something horrible, like, you still need to allow yourself to have fun and see where that path takes you. I agree. I, I, I think having a pen name is really a good thing, and, you know, I'm going to – I think when you write as someone else as a name, your personality somewhat changes and gives you the freedom you need to just get to where you're going. 
sometimes as ourselves, we I, can't do that. I, I think of it like method acting. Like when I'm writing young adult as as September, then like that's the headspace I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to say to people because I think that's true. You know, I, I do think that it's a good thing, and I, I did it, and then I undid it, and I made a big mistake yes. because I did it because I was on the radio, but I did make, go under a pen name, and I liked it, and then I put my regular name on, and I haven't been able to write that series again. So I think that was a problem for me. I just did it because I'm on the radio, so I was talking about it, and I felt like I was too crazy to be talking about two different people. So I couldn't do that. But for everybody else, I think it, and I do think I'm better off writing not as me, especially if you're writing something that might not be what people would expect from you, you know. So I think that's a good advice to people. Anybody have any advice for anybody else that might be listening out there? Last words, Piper? Um, <laughs> advice advice for authors are you, are you thinking about? Yeah, just for people. But, you know, when they listen to the show, they, you know, like a little advice. They need it a lot of times, and they don't want to ask. Well, advice for authors is simply, you know, love your craft and learn your craft. Never never think that you're too good to to keep learning because you can always find something right. or or improve your art um just by reading a book, just by taking yeah. some time off, just by traveling. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much you can do that. And for readers, Remember, we're we're people too. You know, sometimes right. we love reviews. We love you. We need you. But be kind. You know, yeah, be careful yeah. sometimes what you say because yeah, you know, it, it does cross a little bit of a line that I really I don't think you'd do that if you were sitting across the desk from me. Right. Yeah. That's it. And it does hurt people a lot. And some people I, I do know some people that never wrote again because they got a bad review, and that's sad. It is, and folks shouldn't, authors shouldn't really look, unless there's a pattern that's developed, like your editing is really bad, that's a problem. But if it's taste, just stop reading them. Yeah, and don't Mm -hmm. give a review to somebody, because it really does, it really could stop them from ever writing again, because I do, like I said before, I do know people that that happened to. So that's why I say just keep going, because maybe your first book, second book might not be great, but maybe your third one will be terrific. Mm -hmm. And it'll sell a lot. Hopefully hopefully you'll all sell a lot with this, and you're welcome to come back at any time. And um, if, you know, for the next group of people that want to come, or if anybody wants to join... And again, just feel free, but also you can read if you want. I'm fine with that, you know. So I'll make sure and mention it to folks. Yeah, you know, because you know, not everybody wants to, but you know, or sometimes somebody will read somebody else's story. Maybe they would do like to do that, and they, some, you know, so it won't be like you know on them. But I think it's a good idea because I think people sometimes like to hear what people, you know, it's like a preview of what's in it. You know, so, all right. Anybody, last words from anybody? Just want to thank you so much for having us on. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Anytime, you know. No, you're, uh, anytime you just let me know if you have a book that you want to, you know, or come into a group, you know, because I, you know, in a group is good because you don't feel like it's all on you. So anytime is free, you know, it's good. And um, 
Kathy Goldwyn will be on next week. We're going to have a really fun show. I just met her a little while ago on Facebook, and uh, so she was on once before, So, and she's bringing a couple people with her, so that should be fun. And, and like I said before, any topics, just let me know, and I'm happy to have them. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm happy to have different topics, as we know. All right, thank you, Piper. Thank you for co-hosting. And uh, Gina, thank you for putting this group together. And... Uh, <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> thank you so much. It's so we, nice that she's still doing it. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you. you right. have appreciate good, you having me. And take care. Have a good night. Bye. You good too. night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.